from the oblong spheroid to a... I don't know what the technical term for a hockey puck would be. I mean, it's a sphere, but it's like a square on the side, you know, and then a sphere <laughs> the, on the other side. The forbidden Oreo. It's not a sphere. It's like a circle. Devlin. Devlin went to talk. <laughs> I feel like it's technically a cylinder. A cylinder, yeah. It's just really short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right on that. That's why I think they. that's what hockey says, a cylinder. I remember I just had my fang fingers when I was a kid, and I was like, I'm going to catch a fast-speed hockey puck with this. <laughs> <laughs> then your hand shatters in half. Yeah, it would have. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk with our good buddy Alex Darty of A to Z Sports covers all things Preds. Also on this show, we call him the White Dragon. Alex, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are y'all doing today? Doing well. Do do other shows start calling? Have they started calling you the White Dragon, or is that just here? Uh, definitely not. It's just here. That's just a. That's just that's just this show. Well, I guess we're Pro- special. And probably that will always be the case. Happy Valentine's Day to you. I love you. <laughs> Happy Valentine's to you, gentlemen, as well. Uh, I, I hope I hope today is uh, as as good of a Valentine's Day as you've ever had, uh, simply because I am on the show now. So you're not going to say it back? You didn't say it back. I, I mean, That's crazy. You know, Valentine's Day is not great now. <laughs> I love you, too. Thank there you. Finally. We're, we're, we're back. We're All back. right, we're talking about love. Now let's talk about hate. Uh, I saw Predators fans about to jump off a building. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, last night was pretty bad. Um, it was it was very uh, – I mean, I was honestly pretty surprised that they lost that game. Um, I, I really kind of thought that they would kind of roll uh, over Arizona. I mean, Arizona didn't even have one of their best players. J- Jacob Chikrin, who's on the trade block, uh, didn't play because they're holding him out for trade purposes. And uh, he didn't even play, and and they lose uh, what four to two, and uh, man, I <laughs> there have been an awful lot of bad losses, and that goes up there. I mean, it's so it's just, and it it really just it sparked me to to really make the make the call. I mean, I I I published today that I I really think that they just need to go ahead and start selling. Like it's been I've been kind of leaning that direction for a while. Um, and I, I I don't think I think most people have have been in that camp for a long time. But you know I try to be a little bit more patient with things, a little bit more reasonable, a little bit more take all of the evidence into account. You know th- think about all of the different factors. But I I just think that they have they have to just rip the band aid and start selling and do it now. I mean trade deadline is March third. Go ahead and just throw some pieces out there. See what's it. See what people want to give you for a Mikhail Granlund or for a Nino Niederreiter or for a Matias Ekholm or for a Dante Fabro. And that's, I mean, they, that's where they are. They, they, they simply cannot think of themselves as a playoff team right now. Well, what kind of progress can be made before a trade deadline? Because I, when you look at the other major sports, I mean, the NBA uh, lives can change during that in terms of a franchise you get the NFL maybe it's a little less drastic how does that work out in hockey <clears throat> can the play, can the preds somehow salvage a season or are they trying to salvage the longevity of the franchise at this point i i think they need to punt on this season uh, if fold maybe that's the better term just call this season mm-hmm. uh, a loss in terms of the playoffs and and start building some prospects you don't have to sell everything i mean there are people out there who want to sell everything and and you know, try to get someone to take Johansson and Duchesne and even even some of the the good pieces like Soros. I mean, that, I've seen UC Soros come up. A lot of people want to trade UC Soros. I don't think that's the solution. Uh, I think you can still manage to have a really good team to, next year if you if you have him on board. But 
I, I don't think that you're going to just looking at the way the schedule shakes out. And with now Philip Forsberg out for some time, we don't know how long I just don't see the wins on the schedule. I mean, there's literally only 31 games left in the first 51 games of the season. They're what six points out of the playoff spot. There's, there's no way that they're going to be able to make this work uh, with, with the way, with the way they, with the way they think it's going to work. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the wins on the schedule. So I uh, don't see it happening, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully they make that call sooner rather than later. Because if they wait until after the trade deadline, then they're really screwed. Talking with Alex Darty of A to Z Sports, you can follow him on Twitter, Alex Darty One. Uh, the 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 conversation that that's being had too now, and David Poyle obviously was asked this earlier today. Uh, the future of John Hines, um, you know, what you're saying is it's it's all bad, and it's time to look to the future. Well, typically you get that with a head coaching change, uh, do you expect anything of that nature to come about? No, I really don't. Uh, I, I, I think Poyle is comfortable with John Hines mm. at this point. Um, I, I really think it comes down to the, to the players that he has. I think, I think the pieces that he's put together just aren't the ones that he needs. Um, I, personally, I, I think John Hines is a fine coach. I don't know how, I don't know what his ceiling is uh, as in terms of like how far can he go to win, but I do think that he's a modern style coach. And, and by that, I mean, he's not an old style uh, really, you know, rough around the edges um, having, you know, <laughs> having, having guys throw up at practice because you're running them so hard. He's really more of a modern coach. He does. He, he, he embraces analytics. He embraces stats uh, and, and advanced sort of metrics to analyze his players. He, he embraces newer, uh, progressive style of coaching. And I think that that's what you need. Uh, I just think it comes down to the players. And I think he's got himself a situation where he's got some, some players that are past their prime that are trying to play like they're at their peak and they're just not. And um, I I don't think that whoever the next, I'll also say this. <laughs> I don't think that whoever the next coach is for the Nashville Predators, if it's not John Hines, I don't think Poyle is going to get to make that call. It's, it's going to be whoever the next GM is going to be. So I think, I think Hines and Poyle are kind of, kind of tethered together at this point they're 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 kind of a package deal and once one of them's gone the other one's going to be gone too i think you mentioned a word that that makes sports fans that that that's like the death of a sports and take it from me alex i cover i don't cover i live vanderbilt sports and we get to this <laughs> point all the time and it's comfortable right like coaches jerry stackhouse why he was getting a lot of criticism for vanderbilt basketball he just got he was getting we were comfortable in a very bottom place now we've kind of risen up and sports is never as good as it seems never as bad as it seems but Poyle and the, the Preds organization right now, it feels like they, they're in a place of comfort because there's that illusion they can't do anything. They have the vets. They have the players. It's not working out. Okay, not much we can change. There's got to be something they can at least do to market to fans that there's, there's some excitement for Nashville hockey because it seems like it's at an all-time low in my adult life since I've graduated. Yeah, um, it, everything is very comfortable in terms of where the ownership is. I think, except for, well, I, I, I you know, with the with the ownership changing, I think there's definitely going to be a a a change in that comfort level. And I, I, I do think Haslam is going to make some changes that will probably be welcome. But I think those changes could come a bit sooner. I mean, if you think about the all of the changes that have happened with the Nashville Predators since their existence, all of the shakeups, I guess I should say. You know, firing Barry Trotz, uh, hiring Peter Laviolette, and then firing him, getting John Hines in there—all of the, all of the major trades, all of the buyouts, all of the contract stuff 
made sign signing major players. The only thing all of that has in common is David Poyle. He is the last man standing in terms of what haven't we tried? You know, if you're the owners, mm. what haven't we tried yet? We've tried all this other stuff. The last thing they haven't tried is getting a new general manager. And it's, you know, it's time. I think there's, it was, I think it was time last year, maybe even the year before, but there, it just needs, it needs to happen. And until they do, I just don't think that they're going to find any success. And also, like you said, it, they're, they're not going to find that renewed fan base, rejuvenation, rejuvenated fan base that they, that they need. Well, Alex, I, I want you to I want you to put on your 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 Preds marketing hat now, <laughs> because what we're talking about and, and Preds fans out there listening would probably say, why would I still want to watch this team? Why am I buying tickets? Why am I going to see these Preds play? Why am I watching on TV if, if, if they sell? Because they're it's a, it's essentially tanking, right? Right, yeah. and and so if, if what is the what's the reason why these fans should still be paying attention to the Preds right now? Well, that's the thing that that's kind of the 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 troubling question because I think that you could make an argument that the reason they've never the reason they've never tanked before, they've had opportunities. They've been in positions where they could have. I think the reason they've never done it is because they're afraid of the, of exactly that. They're afraid of what would happen if they went through a, a, a two to three, four year, really, really bad period where the team was truly awful. And what would the fan attendance be like? I, personally, I think there are a lot of people who go to Predators fans who are not even really casual Preds fans. They're just, they're just there. They're here in Nashville just to have a good time. And they're going to, they're always going to be there. I mean, downtown, I don't know if you've been recently is not short on people. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people downtown every single night of the week. And uh, you, you get ticket prices, maybe a little bit less. That's another issue, but you know, ticket prices are pretty high these days, but if, if you get to a place where you can get people into a, a hockey game on a Tuesday night for 20 bucks a seat, uh, you know, you'll, you'll still have some fans, but that is the problem. I don't know how you market that. I think the only possible way to market it is if you get yourself in a position where, you know, you're going to get a really top player They're They're too far away from the bottom of the league right now to, to be in on Connor Bedard, who's it looks everything like a generational player, but you know that how often does that happen i mean there's once every five years you get one of those you know those opportunities Connor mcdavid austin matthews and potentially this Connor bedard but that that's the tough question i don't know how they market it i think they just have to bite the bullet and say look we're gonna have to just not be good for a while hopefully most of the fans stick around can we manage with just thirteen thousand in attendance as opposed to seventeen thousand? and if they can then they got to do it but I and, and sorry to cut you off. Zach, yeah, totally did. It's my <laughs> turn. You had your turn. <laughs> in the world of pro sport, in the pro, pro sports, as a coach and as a GM, like you can say you have a lifetime, whatever you're ingrained in a culture, mm. but you lose enough and you won't be right. right. So, yeah. it it seems like we're truly backed in a corner because we the predator the predators and those who are employed by them can't afford to tank. You'll lose your job. Well, and that actually leads into what I was going to say yeah. is that. 
uh, it seems like the thing to help market this team, Alex, is to move on from Poyle. I think that's probably yeah, the one commonality like, that everybody wants to do right now that's a Preds fan. They're like, it's time to move on from Poyle. It's really the only way to generate excitement. Like when yes. Mason was losing 0-10, I mean, it was nobody. Then Clark Lee gets in, at least you're excited for something. You're like, one win, yes, you know? So, <laughs> I don't know. Now, I, I think there's, there's one slight hiccup with that that people may not consider, and that is – I, I think there's a very solid chance that the next person in charge is going to be Brian Poyle. But it, it, let's assume that that's not true. The, we, we know now, and this David Poyle's talked about this, that his, his contract is sort of a, an annual review type thing where at the end of the year, mm-hmm. he meets with the owners and, and Sean Henry, and they just say, we're going to re-up you for the next year. I just wonder what that conversation is going to be like this year. And if that, if that re renewal process does happen, because you know, it's, we, we, we've often said David Paul is never going to get fired. That will not happen, but you could get around that by just saying, well, we're just not renewing his contract this year. So, mm-hmm. um, and yes, but your, your, the larger point remains, that would be probably the way to market it is we're going a new direction under new management. We now are uh, moving on from, David Poyle, we thank him for our 25 years of uh, 26 years of of management. Now we're moving in a new direction. Buy your tickets here. Mm. Alex Darty has been our guest. You can find him on Twitter at Alex Darty One. The White Dragon again, just bringing the heat today. We always love it, Alex. Yeah, and we got two more weeks to the trade deadline. It's about to get spicy. It's about to get real hot up in here. We got if things if things go the way I think they will. You might see some action. I mean, you might see some real pieces move out, some draft picks. They're not going to be buyers. We know that. But sellers, for sure, I I think is coming. Mm, I'd love to see it. Thanks, Alex, for jumping on with us, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. See you next week. Absolutely. Good stuff from Alex. You know,